It's game week here on the Cyclone Scoop. Welcome in, everybody. Alex Halstead here. We're finally here. Game week, you and I at the end of the week. And uh, we're going to get caught up here on this uh, first game week episode of the Cyclone Scoop. Uh, we'll get into it here in just a minute um, with the depth chart coming out and Matt Campbell on the Big 12 teleconference. Uh, that kind of really kicks off this first week of the 2019 season. And so we'll dive into both of those things here momentarily. I wanted to quickly touch on the season plan for the Cyclone Scoop. Uh, there's going to probably be two parts to this week in and week out for the next several months as Iowa State uh, gets into the 2019 season and uh, goes through its 12-game schedule. Each week, my plan is to have a preview episode uh, where, where I'll bring on a, an expert from Iowa State's opponent to help me break down the game. And then there will also each week be a recap uh, sometime shortly after the game going into uh, what we saw, what we learned, and maybe a quick look ahead uh, to the next week. So that's kind of the plan here on the Cycle Scoop. Probably at least two episodes every week, one to preview and one to recap each game. This one's kind of a separate episode. I wanted to do something here on the first depth chart of the 2019 season. So we're going to dive into the depth chart. And then, like I said, Matt Campbell uh, opened up his Big 12 teleconference schedule uh, by talking with reporters on the phone this morning. So uh, we'll touch on both of those things here. This is kind of a one-off. Uh, we maybe will do episodes like this if there's big depth chart changes or big news, uh, but you can for sure count on the preview and recap episodes every week, and then uh, maybe we'll sprinkle in something like this or some other interviews along the way as well. But like I said, the season is officially here. It's game week, and uh, that started with Iowa State releasing its first depth chart of the 2019 season. And to be honest, it's not a whole lot different than the fall camp depth chart that we got uh, back in July. That depth chart had a lot of either ors, uh, had some position battles like running back, wide receiver, uh, safety, and some other spots. And this one's much of the same. In fact, if you put the depth chart side by side with the fall camp version, you notice only three changes. So let's go over those three changes. Number one is wide receiver. There's two changes at wide receiver. Uh, the first comes at the X position. Iowa State previously in fall camp listed this as a three-way bat or a two-way battle to back up Treek Milton at the X. That was between Joseph Skates and Darren Wilson. Uh, the week one depth start now lists Joe Skates as the number two wide receiver behind Treek Milton. No battle there. Treek Milton's the starter. Joe Skates is the backup at the X uh, position. The second change at wide receiver comes at the Z spot. In the fall camp depth start, it was a three-way battle between Sean Shaw Jr., Jalen Martin, and LaMichael Betway. Iowa State's week one depth start now lists a three-way battle, but that battle is between LaMichael Petway, Sean Shaw Jr., and Darren Wilson. And so the change there is Darren Wilson moves from the X spot to the Z spot, and he's in a battle. And then uh, Jalen Martin, the redshirt junior, comes off the depth chart. So not major changes there, but uh, that's kind of what the buzz has been coming out of these uh, scrimmages and Iowa State's fall camp is that Joe Skates really was impressive. Darren Wilson kind of emerged. And so those two guys, uh, you know, are still on the depth chart and, and maybe in better spots than they were going into fall camp. The third and final change that you're going to notice on the depth chart is at Holder. Uh, that's not a, a one that I think people probably pay a lot of attention to, but it is the third change, and it's worth noting. Uh, Walk-on quarterback Blake Clark is now the holder. Uh, he'll hold on PATs and field goals for kicker Connor Asali. That used to be Joe Rivera, so that makes sense. Joe Rivera is now the punter after Corey Dunn uh, injured his Achilles in the offseason, and so Joe Rivera is going to focus solely on punting. 
That means walk-on quarterback Blake Clark, the Dowling uh, alum, is now the team's holder. So those are the only three changes that you're going to notice on this depth chart. Now, it is worth noting that a depth chart really changes more so in week one to week two or week two to week three. And so over the next couple of weeks, post you and I, uh, and maybe post Iowa, those two depth charts might be a little bit more notable than this first one. We didn't see really any changes, um, partially because Iowa State probably still wants to figure some things out, partially because they can kind of disguise things really until schools start getting filmed. So the bigger depth chart changes to probably pay attention to are going to be in the next few weeks, um, but those are the three changes. So what didn't change? Number one is running back. That's probably the spot everybody wants to know about, and Iowa State has not revealed anything over the last couple of weeks. The depth chart going into fall camp was a five-man race between all five scholarship players, uh, either ors down the list. That is the same thing here entering Northern Iowa week. Iowa State lists Sheldon Crony, Johnny Lang, Kane Nwangwu, Brees Hall, and Jairo Brock as or, 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 or. And so they're not revealing who that guy is. They're not even revealing who maybe the top couple guys are. We're going to have to wait till uh, the ball is kicked against you and I to figure out who starts and who gets the most carries. Now, Matt Campbell did talk about that on the Big 12 teleconference. Uh, he's not, you know, revealing anything, but here's what he did have to say about the running back position. You know, I, I just think from really that whole running back room, you know, I, I think just trying to find – you know, for us, you know, give them opportunities to just kind of see what their growth has been from the off season. And, you know, whether it's Johnny, whether it's Sheldon, uh, whether, obviously whether it's Brees, you know, and, uh, you know, the question of do we get Kane back this week, you know, and I think all four of those guys have had really good off seasons. And I just think really settling into, you know, what can they do? And, and certainly, you know, with consistency, what can they do under pressure situations? You know, I, I think David Montgomery was an outstanding player here. So, you know, I, I think the, the reality of it for us is we just need to be able to do what we're capable of doing to make our offense be successful and so, you know, I, I think time will tell of, you know, can one of these guys emerge as the lead back. But, um, you know, I, I do think the, the reality of the collection of this group is, is a group that we're all really excited about. So you just heard there from Matt Campbell about what he had to say about the running backs. Again, he's, he's not saying much. The buzz coming out of camp is that, you know, in the, in the first scrimmage, Kane Nwangu and Johnny Lang initially ran with the ones. Kane tweaked his hamstring, as you just heard from Matt Campbell. And that's kind of held him out recently. And from there, it was really Johnny Lang and Brees Hall, the true freshman who has really emerged. It sounds like he's really taken steps in these scrimmages and has gotten action with the ones. And so my thought is that Kane is, you know, up in the air and is probably falling behind a little bit because of that injury, but that Johnny Lang and Brees Hall maybe are the favorites to see the most action early. Now, I don't want to rule out Sheldon Crony because – you look at that guy, and he's a senior. He's previously been kind of called Iowa State's all-around back. He's a guy that can block, you know, be in there on third down, pass situations, and that sort of thing. But I do think Johnny Lang and Brees Hall might be the favorites. Uh, but, you know, Sheldon Crony's maybe going to get some carries, too, in this first game. We'll see about the health of Kane Nwangu as the week goes along. And then I think Jairo Brock is a true freshman that it sounds like he's come along in the last couple of weeks, but he's had more learning to do. Brees Hall was here in the spring, went through spring ball, Jairo Brock had a little bit more learning. He's starting to pick up on that, but uh, Iowa State's going to have to make the, the determination as the season goes 
how many games they want to play him. Do they want to play him in four or fewer games to preserve his redshirt? Are they comfortable burning his redshirt? Because it's probably going to happen where Brees Hall burns his redshirt. So, so you do want to burn both redshirts. That's a decision they have to make. And so I think in game one, that might affect Jairo Brock. Is he going to play in the opening week? Uh, it, it's hard to say. I would probably lean towards no, because then it, it allows you to make that determination and play him more down the line if his emergence really uh, continues as the season gets going. Um, so that's kind of the running back position. When you shift to the Sam linebacker position, no change there. That's been the one battle in the front six that Iowa State has had, and it's been mostly um, you know redshirt freshman Will McDonald and redshirt freshman Chandler Pulvermacher. But on the pre-fall camp depth chart, Iowa State listed no either or. They listed Will McDonald as the starter. That is still the same situation here. So the expectation probably is that Will McDonald will start against you and I, but expect to see a lot of Chandler Fulvermacher as well. I think he's done well. He compliments Will McDonald in a different way. And so I think both of those guys are going to play in the opener. Iowa State didn't change anything on its offensive line. Uh, the same five starters listed in the pre-fall camp depth chart are the same, fall, or same five starters now listed on the week one depth chart. And that means that the five-man group that started the final 11 games last season, including the Alamo Bowl, is currently listed as the starting group now. That doesn't mean that's going to be the group against Northern Iowa. Uh, Matt Campbell did say recently that Iowa State has five spots, but six guys battling for those spots. The one other guy would be Trevor Downing. Uh, it's worth watching him going into the UNI game. Iowa State could go with this veteran group, the, the group of five that's listed as the starters right now, has four seniors on it, and maybe you know give Trevor Downing some time. But if he doesn't start against you and I, he's going to be a guy to watch in these first weeks because he could continue to push his way into that mix. It's unknown if he would uh, play left guard over Colin Olsen or if he might play right guard and shift Josh Kniffel out to right tackle. Uh, but those are two options that the program has. Uh, the final point to touch on on the depth chart that nothing changed here is uh, the defensive backfield. Uh, Iowa State does still list a, a three-way battle at strong safety between Braxton Lewis, Justin Bickham, and Torrey Spears. That's exactly what they showed us going into fall camp, so nothing has changed there. I would probably lean towards Braxton Lewis being the starter in game one if it's close because Lewis has started 13 games last year. Bickham's maybe still learning as he comes over from Rice, uh, but I do expect both of those guys to play a good amount. Um, Retro freshman Torrey Spears is still on there, but I would expect that Braxton Lewis and Justin Bickham are probably one and two at the strong safety spot. Uh, the, the cornerback spot, Anthony Johnson and Daytron Young are cemented as the starters, but Iowa State still has four guys for two spots in terms of the backups. That's going to be maybe the most important piece of this defense, especially early in the season, is what does that uh, defensive backfield depth look like? Because while Iowa State you know, has some pieces they really like, like Greg Eisworth and uh, even Lawrence White, who started some games, Anthony Johnson and Daytron Young have combined for seven career starts their backups have no starts in their careers. And so that's going to be maybe the most important piece and the thing to figure out. And uh, Matt Campbell actually shared some thoughts about that on the teleconference as well. Here's what he had to say about Iowa State's defensive backfield entering week one. I think that that, that group is, is again, talent-wise, one of the more talented groups that we've been fortunate to have. And you know, I, I think for them, the only thing that they're lacking in some areas is, is game-proven experience. But, you know, I, obviously it was great for us a year ago to get Anthony Johnson and Daytron Young and Lawrence White and certainly Greg got meaningful reps. And then you you got a guy like Braxton and then you pick up a guy like Bickham and, 
and then some of these young guys that are really pushing for playing time right now, you know, in the two deep. Um, I think it's a group that's mixed of, of game experience and, and unproven, but when you really look at it from the whole, it's certainly a, a group that's got great talent and great ability. And so, um, you know, I think that's where the question mark lies is what do you do with that ability again in, in some tough and adverse situations? I think there's a lot more competition, you know, especially in the secondary than we've ever had. And, you know, I, I think the, the, the challenge in practice now to get those meaningful reps and guys want to play on Saturday, um, you know, is probably as, as good as we've had it since we've been here. Okay, so that wraps up the depth chart talk. Uh, like I said, not many changes, but I still think some things you can read into uh, between the depth chart and uh, more so what we've kind of learned through the course of fall camp. Matt Campbell did touch on one more thing on the teleconference, and that was previewing you and I. So let's take a quick little look at Northern Iowa uh, based on what Matt Campbell said. The main thing with you and I right off the bat is that they do lose some key pieces offensively. They lose uh, starting quarterback Eli Dunn, who started uh, you know 12 of 13 games last year for Northern Iowa. You know This is a guy that I think passed for the fourth most touchdowns in school history a season ago. They lose uh, Marcus Waymiller at running back. He's a guy that you know, rushed for nearly a thousand yards last season. So they do lose a couple key pieces. Um, but Matt Campbell said on the teleconference that, you know, when you really look at it, they also bring back some key pieces. Backup running back Trevor Allen, I think, rushed for 600 plus yards a year ago. He's probably the starter now. And so they do return some key pieces. And uh, the thing that really stood out to Matt Campbell on, you know, the early film is that, but there's something they can't see on film, and that's the new quarterback at Northern Iowa, and that's redshirt freshman Will McIlvain. Uh, This is a kid that committed to Iowa State in September 2017 as a preferred walk-on. By that February, that next February, February 2018, he had flipped to go to Northern Iowa. And so he was a preferred walk-on commit at one time for Iowa State. Uh, Then obviously, you know, over time, you and I gave him that opportunity. And, And like Campbell said on the teleconference, it made a lot of sense for him. And now a short time later, he's a redshirt freshman and he will make his first career start against uh, Iowa State, the team he was once committed to. Now, McIlvain's really interesting because this is a kid that in his senior season completed 69% of his passes for 2,331 yards and 30 touchdowns to five interceptions. Really efficient quarterback. But the thing that might stand out, and I think Matt Campbell touches on here in a moment, is that uh, this kid's a dual-threat dynamic quarterback. He rests for 1,000-plus yards as a senior as well. He is the only or the first player to pass for 2,000 yards and rush for more than 1,000 yards in Class 4A history. That's why Iowa State wanted him as a preferred walk-on is uh, to get a kid like that in your program. He's at Northern Iowa. He'll make his first start on Saturday. And uh, here's what Matt Campbell had to say about McIlvain and the Northern Iowa offense as a whole. You know, I, I think, first of all, you know, the, let's talk just a little bit about them offensively. You know, I think one of the things for them is they're so, they've got a lot of structure back around in their skill positions and, you know, really impressed with their skill players on the outside and at the running back spot, you know, they rotate a lot of guys through there. And so they do have veteranness coming back at the running back spot, guys that played really well at times for them a year ago, which, which I'm sure they're excited about obviously an outstanding tight end. But to me, I think the thing that, that, that is, is the great challenge for us is what you said is the quarterback and 
you know, I, I think the world of their starting quarterback. And, you know, you're right, a young man that, that at one time was thinking about coming to Iowa State obviously made a great decision for himself and, you know, has really done a phenomenal job there. And so, you know, I think the, the familiarity we know about him is just his, his true ability and his ability to improvise and make plays and, um, you know, real talent. And so, I you know, it's going to be a, a great challenge for our defense right out the gate preparing and, and getting ready to play against a, you know, a veteran offense in a lot of ways and then obviously a dynamic quarterback. So those are some initial thoughts on the Northern Iowa offense. We will get more from Matt Campbell as this week goes along, and we'll also hear from Iowa State's coordinators and select players. Um, so uh, expect more over at CycloneAlert.com. But also on the next edition of the Cyclone Scoop, we'll also have a preview. I'll bring on a Northern Iowa expert to help break down things over in Cedar Falls. Uh, but also we'll have more input from what Matt Campbell is saying about you and I and his own team leading up to Iowa State's season opening kickoff. But that is going to do it for this edition of the Cyclone Scoop. I hope you got something out of it. Uh, we'll see you again here really shortly uh, for that Northern Iowa preview. Uh, but until then, check out CycloneAlert.com. We'll have plenty of coverage from these first days of Iowa State media availability leading into the season opener Saturday.